Welcome to Art Prof Best, and today we are speaking with a new guest. Guess who it's going to be? Well, today we are receiving Awosola. He's going to speak to us in a few minutes. Good morning. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Good, good, good. How about you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very happy that you, you, you know, you're here with us today to talk to us about your yeah. art. So, Angelo, we need you to introduce yourself. Yeah. Okay, my name is um, Awushala Michael Hanjelu. I'm a Nigerian and I'm a painter, a, real, a photorealistic painter. And um, I can see I am a Baroque artist, a Baroque photo, um, photorealistic painter. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so may I ask you, so how does um, your origin and where you are located uh, affect your, your work? Um, presently, I'm in Nigeria. In fact, I'm a Nigerian and I'm based in Abuja, the FCT. And um, actually, about how it affects my work, you know, con considering the economy of the country and uh, the world economy, particularly, it is obvious that um, the exchange rate is really affecting the prices of materials coming from the aspect of buying your oil colors, the paints I use, the brushes, and um, the canvas on which we paint on, just to get the quality ones. Because I remember back then in 2013, I used to buy a tube of color for 1,715 naira. And uh, unfortunately now we buy it for 6,700 naira. Mm. You see, that's about, I could say that's about times five mm. of it, which is not really good. It's really affecting the, the art business. So every day we, we see new different things. If you just go to the art market, in the art store, you want to buy a tube of color, the price they tell you is what you buy. Mm. The price it, and when you tell um, art, your art buyers that this is price of work, you know, we know that art, is not supposed to be valued by price, but you know, you just have to pay for it. So every day, when you tell customers and clients that this is the price of artwork, they will be surprised that no, 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 they can't pay. But the cost of getting materials is really skyrocketed and it's really affecting the art business. I understand. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, then in that case, because I, I see this beautiful painting behind you, I was going to ask you, what's your favorite medium and why? Okay, I use oil on canvas, oil, strictly oil. Uh, particularly, I use the Winsor and Newton uh, oil colors. Because uh, the, to me, to me, I've seen it as uh, the one that suits my work mm -hmm. because of the vibrancy of the colors and um, how thick and strong it is. And it lasts longer for me. And I am this kind of artist. I like to work um, dry, wet on dry, particularly so that it can give me the vibrancy I want. So oil to me, it's freedom. It gives me the opportunity to maneuver, to move around, blend the colors. And it lives longer than any other um, medium of color. Oh. All right. Yes. So what's the hardest part of creating a painting then? I didn't get you. What is the hardest part of creating a painting? Oh, Since this is the easiest part. 
<laughs> the the other part of painting for me, uh, you know, I've been doing this for years. Let's say about uh, ten years now, mm -hmm. and I've not for one day started to think of what's the hardest part. Uh, yeah. But to me, I think the hardest part is uh, sitting down for long hours, sitting down, and um, it's personally, it's I really killing my social life. I could be in front of my canvas painting for as long as six to seven hours. Because immediately I sit, I find it difficult to get up. Mm. And when I get up, it's really tiring for me to go back and start painting. I just feel the hardest part is sitting down in one spot, on one spot yes. for as long as six, seven hours. When you stand up, it's as if your back is about to crack. <laughs> So that's my, own, that's my own, that's what I see as uh, the hardest part for me, sitting down for long. And, you know, there at that spot, I eat, on that spot, I press my phone, on that spot, I think. When I'm done doing everything, on that same seat, I get my brush again, I start painting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you don't change location, you're always painting from the same spot. Yeah, on the same seat. I use, a, you know, this uh, roller chair. So to stand up to go and get something there, I will roll myself as if I'm on a wheelchair. <laughs> you know, I, feel, I, feel, I feel when I stand up, uh, I get, I don't know, maybe I lose the connection ah. to go back again. But when I sit, when I grab my brush, trust me, I will spend nothing less than six hours because I get to... I get to start my painting as early as 6 a.m. Every day when I want to paint, mm -hmm. I start 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. Before I get up there, it's until 12. That's when I get my break. Mm. So just imagine me standing up in the middle, getting back again. It's really difficult for me. Yeah, I understand. So where do you find your inspiration then? Where does your inspiration come from? Wow. I love watching movies. I love watching movies and um, I read books too. I read not much of a reader, but I read some books. Particularly, I read, um, I have specific books to, that I read. I read, um, recently I'm reading The Richest, ba uh, the Richest Man in Babylon. Okay. I don't know if you've heard about yes, it. Yes, yes. I read uh, her, uh, the um, It Has Secret Book. And, um, Reading about um, war, I love reading about war because uh, by my academic discipline, I didn't tell you, I study political science. Oh. So I love the study of humanity, human history, and um, they bring more inspiration to me. And I watch movies like sci-fi movies, action, new technology. I, I get inspiration from this one, from them together. So that's your inspiration. So is that what motivates you to create then? Like, obviously you have this inspiration and then you must have some form of motivation to make you want to create something specific. How does that inspiration turn into what motivates you to create? Do you know, um, I get motivation from some lines, maybe some lines of dialogue in a movie or some test lines in a book. For instance, um, when I was reading the, the richest one in Babylon, and I discovered some ways of um, surviving and how to live with life, 
So I got some inspiration. I okay, fine. People are going through a lot. Or some particular movies I get to see people are going through a lot. And I try to relate them to my own personal life because recently, most especially when I'm painting, every of my piece of art has a link with me mm. personally. So I, I don't try to detach myself from my work because no work is out of, my, out of me because it's coming from me. So it should have um, a relation to me, a relationship with me rather. So those paintings, in short, when I just get some words or I go out, particularly maybe I just go out and I see people, in short, let me just not make it too broad. I get my inspiration from from videos, from movies, and um, I play games a lot. I play video games. You're a gamer. So I get, <laughs> <laughs> so I get those um, motivation from them. Okay. And um, in short, the human life, the humanity, it's all of, if you see my paintings, most of them have uh, the human figure in them. Mm. So I try to center my work around what people are going through, what I'm going through, about me, about you. Because even if I tell you this motif behind my paintings, you will have a personal relationship. Yes, of course, of course. It makes sense. But I would love to know, for instance, what is the concept behind the painting behind you? Can you, go, can you take us okay, to the concept uh, behind it? Like, you could explain okay. to us the idea okay. and the you, concept. If you see this little, this, uh, little child there, Yes. I don't know if you can see it clearly. Uh, She's looking well, up to the sky. Okay. Can, can you? you lift your camera a little bit so we can see the top of the face? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fine now. Okay. Aha. Uh, uh -huh. Can you see it clearly? Yeah, now? I can see it now. This is a, a little girl looking up. Mm -hmm. And um, downward, you see uh, something like a city gate. Yes. This is the Abuja city gate. Uh, this is the symbol of Abuja, when you get to, when you come to Abuja, this is the Abuja city gate. Now, looking at this work, there are ribbons around her. The ribbons represent responsibility. Okay. In all the series I just completed in my last exhibition, mm -hmm. all these ribbons represent responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And you would ask, why would a child be bounded with responsibility? Yeah. Every child has a responsibility because they may not see it as responsibility for now, um, but they see they could take it as fun, something interesting to them. But for adults, you know, you're one way or the other, you are you are surrounded by with responsibility, your own to bear, your family responsibility, your siblings, your parents, they always call you for responsibility. Now, this city gate, one day I, I got inspiration from uh, a day I was going to uh, the city and um I discovered that there's a lot of traffic at the city gate, which was not usually like that, like five to mm -hmm. six years ago. And um, people, one woman in the car, in the in the bus said, "God, no let Abuja turn like Lagos." I don't know if you know about the Lagos, how the traffic in Lagos is so crazy, uh, a traffic jam for like hours, and that kind of situation is already happening in Abuja. So. The woman, the way she said it, she's like praying, but it happens like she's interceding mm. on behalf of the old Abuja residents. And I was like, wow. And I looked at this child, look at a little kid. She's blameless. 
she's still a child. And this kind of child, imagine her uh, interceding on behalf of the city. And I titled the word keeper of the city. Mm. Now, she's not the keeper of the city. You see, she's looking at an imaginary being. Yes. That is the supreme being up there. Interceding on the city that please. The keeper of the city, and the Bible says, the keeper of the city doesn't work, doesn't sleep, mm. does slumber. So I got the inspiration. And this gives represent uh, our own responsibility. Our own responsibility is interceding on behalf of the city. All right. So this <laughs> is the whole meaning yeah. behind this painting. Thank you so much for this explaining. That's really deep, you know. <laughs> That's really deep. So you also use by uh, Bible, the Bible to inspire yeah. you in. Okay. A lot. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I use the Bible. <laughs> That's really good. So I mean, I want to know. Like your work is very original. I've I've not I've never seen anything like that before. But I'd like to know um, who are your biggest artistic influences. Okay. Uh, thank you. Actually, I uh, before I started using the, this my style of painting, I try to search around, you know, do my research, my background research. Has anyone been doing such like this so that it won't end up like I'm copying someone? Mm. And particularly, I could tell you, I can tell you categorically that I am the only one that I've been doing this kind of work all over the world using three major colors and the dark background. Are you getting it? Yeah. I use the red, the blue, and the yellow. And then when you see other tones of colors, they are the shades of the red. Particular, there, uh, there is uh, one that I did that has a touch of green. Uh, I think is in my stacked works. So I will have shown you if um, time permits. It has a touch of green, mm -hmm. and you know the touch of green is not intentional. It's an introduction of the blue and the yellow. Okay. So this kind of style of work is just unique. And um, if you know about the Baroque art, the art that influenced me, and the Baroque art, the Baroque art is a style of art that originated in the 17th to 18th century, mm -hmm. whereby most part of the painting or most part of the subject of the art is in dark. Mm, true. Why they just talk about one particular part that is highlighted? Mm. Are you getting one particular part? Just yeah. simple highlighted. Allow me to show you just one piece. One piece, okay. please. Okay. This is one of the recent ones I just finished after ah, my exhibition. Yes. Aha. Uh -huh. Look at this lady. This is a lady. Every part of it is in dark. Even the shoulder is in the dark. She's holding a lamp. Part of it in the dark. Her face is in the dark. Everything, the part of her hair. She has a lot of hair, but everything is in the dark. In the dark. We now know very funny thing is, this is the source of the light. Mm -hmm. Now the source of the light is peeking out, just touching the extreme eye light. When the light comes, it comes extraordinary to the eye, to the to the highest highlight. Mm. And when it goes into the dark, it goes into the darkest dark. Are you getting it? Yes. It's more like um, a child's school art. Yeah. Now, you're bringing back, uh, bringing back the Baroque art in a contemporary way. Mm. You know, the Baroque artists are the Europeans, like uh, Caravaggio and um, 
even people like uh, some still talk about this guy, Leonardo da Vinci, as a Baroque artist, but those ones are in the medieval age. Mm. But I still take my meals more from um, Caravaggio. Ah, okay. Can <laughs> I eat on this? Yes, please tell us about this one. I really want to know about this one. Please tell me about this one. Oh, you know one thing about my work? Uh, I don't rush to title my works. I could say I'm not yet to, I, I'm not yet titled, but I posted on my Instagram mm -hmm. and I asked that um, let us um, uh, give it a title together. And there's a lady, one of my followers, she said um, she would love, love to target them. Um, I can't remember, something like a, a heart, a lamp holder or something. And I was like, okay, what if I target, um, title it, uh, the touch of the touch? Like touch, T-O, the touch, like yeah. T-O-U-C-H yes. of the touch, T-O-L-C-H. Yeah. Because if you look at every part of the work is dark. This lady will have been, this uh, subject will have been in the dark, if not for the touch of this touch mm. that brought out the uh, light out of her. True. So everyone in our life, in one way or the other, we have been in the dark, struggling to come out with the limelight. You can relate this to yourself. Yes, you definitely. Look at it. You have been in the dark for a particular period of time. The dark doesn't mean in a dark room. It could be a time whereby you are confused. Mm. You are not sure of the next step to take. You don't know how to survive a particular time. And um, suddenly a light just came up. Mm. And you take advantage of it. It's just like opportunity when it comes. You take it. Yeah. And when it comes, it brightens you it to the limelight. So I'm trying to use this work to prophesy to my life mm -hmm. or to the life of people saying, like, okay, fine. Despite there will be dark, but there's always light in the, after the tunnel. That's what the Bible says. Yes. That though sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. That and they say that there's a light after every tunnel. She's passing through at that times, but with the discovery of light, she was brought to the limelight. Definitely. <laughs> this is a really, really good concept, really good story behind this painting. Thank you so much for sharing that. Then in that case, I would like to ask you one more question. Um, how does your work affect societal issues? What's the purpose of your work to you? What's the purpose of your work, first of all, I'd say? Okay. You know, there's a saying that um, art is meant to comfort the distressed and also to distress the comforted. I don't know if you get the point. Yes, I get the if point. You are too, if, you are too, if you are too relaxed, life is not that way. You are not supposed to be completely relaxed. Mm. And um, if you are discomforted, like in distress, it's not supposed to be like that all the time. So tell me about the society. What makes the society? The humanity. You and I, we make the society. Take, for instance, you and I, we are away from a particular place. The development in that place will die. Mm. The human development brings about the societal development. And when you look at my works, it's centered more about the human figure, which means that human is the fifth element that develops a place. Mm. Are you getting it? Yes. Water, the water, the land, air, air fire, and um, Man, uh, mm -hmm. and man is the fifth element. Yeah. Now, 
Man discovered every other word. Mm -hmm. We made use of the other words. So we use, I use human figure to depict everything around the society. Mm -hmm. Okay, look at this now. This is the fire. Brings about light from them. Are you getting it? We just, I just want to use, I mostly use my work to explain how the society can never survive without humans, without you and I. Are you getting me? Even yeah. if it's just me, even if it just takes me painting um, someone's hand and um, holding something on it, it means that this hand is significant. It came from a source. It's someone's determination to hold on to it. So it means the human determines the society. So whatever is happening today is as a result of human beings, be it good or bad. Yeah. So we are the determinant of the society. Thank you. So that's so your your work is really about kind of showing what how our humanity is impacting the world in different ways. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Summarize it. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. So that's that's really good, you know. That's really strong. So that means you can cover so many societal issues. You're not you're not limited. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, even my work. Yeah. Can you can you what do you say? Uh, they tend they tend to they tend to attend to uh, emotions. Yeah. Food. Time. What people are facing you. What people are passing through rather at that moment so definitely those works they are going to stand the test of time definitely they will they will oh thank you very much that's really that's really nice thank you for sharing that with us um i've got mm -hmm. a few more questions for you i'd like to ask Please. you um what's your favorite artwork out of all your babies that you have so far do you have one that you can say <laughs> is your Slightly preferred child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if I should tell you my favorite, that means I'm telling you I have a masterpiece already. Hmm. Is that it? Well, fortunately, I don't have a masterpiece yet. I don't have a masterpiece yet. You don't? Because okay. at the moment, at the moment, I have a canvas, an empty canvas lying behind me. It will be my biggest so far. And I've not even found it. I've not sketched it. I've not, it. I've not started working on it. There you go. And um, what I'm trying to say is that if I should tell you that I have a favorite painting, I will be biased mm. at uh, the other babies. Because <laughs> <laughs> personally, one thing is, when I'm doing a painting, I so much love it, like, to the end of that painting. I just keep doing it, keep doing it. When I'm done with it, I love it so much. And um, give me two, three days when I start another one. I've forgotten that one. I'm starting, uh, yeah, I start oh facing the God. other one. And even when I wanted to do my exhibition, I was lost in the choice of, I miss the choice of choosing the one to use for my uh, the cover page of my catalog. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, which one should I use? When should... Someone had to choose for me. Ah. Like, okay, use this one. Use this one for the front page and use this one for the back page. Okay, fine. So still, they are both the production of myself. They are mm -hmm. representing me. 
So that means I'm the one at the front, I am the one at the back. So me choosing one over the other will make me get too personally attached to that painting. And um, it's not good for me to, um, to be so emotional about painting. So I will so that I won't go and evoke Angelo's spirit in that painting. <laughs> Ah, fine. <laughs> you, you found a very, so, very sweet way not to give us <laughs> your favorite one yet, but we will accept get it the for point. now. We'll come back and check that canvas you kept at the top to see what would be there. I will. I will show when, you. When you're ready I will for show it. You. Oh, I'd love to. I'd I will love show to you. see it. <laughs> I will show you. <laughs> and then um, I, I want to ask you, um, I mean, about your painting technique. So how has it changed over time? Because obviously you've been painting for over 10 years now. So how has mm -hmm. it changed? Okay. You know, there's a saying that uh, change is constant. Mm. Change is constant. And um, you can't do the same thing the same way for a very long time mm. and expecting to get um, different results. No. You surely always get the same thing over and over. And, um, you start wearing yourself out and wearing um, your viewers out. Um, truly, my style of painting has changed over the years because the first time I released um, this, um, my style was in 2019. 2019, I did uh, the first one and I was like, wow. I tried to see what people are going to say about it, the reaction of people. And it was nice. People were like, wow, how did I achieve this color? Truly, the first one I did in 2019 took me about, um, let's say, uh, let's say two, three weeks before I could be able to get hold of myself. But eventually, when I was doing the third one, the third one happens to be the one that is closely related to this one because the first one was not completely related. It didn't have strong colors like this. So when I did the third one, I pushed myself to do the third one in that same 2019, which was this. Oh, 2020. So 2020, I did the third one, the third series. And I was like, I could tell you I used more than a month on one particular piece mm. because I was scared of making mistake. How will I get it right? What will I do? How will I mix these colors? Fine. It was really difficult for me. But over time, when I saw people's reaction, like, and I did a group exhibition with my uh, my colleagues. I am in a group in an art movement, so I did an exhibition with them, and they were like, "Come on, Angelo, do this more of this work." Okay, last I said, "Okay, I'm going to come down and do more of it." I will tell you, within September last year, 2021, to the moment we are speaking. Of this series of work, I could tell you I have about um, give or take 32 pieces on ground mm -hmm. that I've produced. 32 pieces of this series. And you know one very funny thing? They are all unique. I don't have a repetition. When I do one, I don't do it again. Mm -hmm. I don't do it again. I don't repeat my works. So, for instance, as this one is like this, this is the only piece this particular one, this particular painting is the only piece all over the world. All over the world. You can see a copy of it. Any copy of it that you see is counterfeit. 
is a counterfeit, I can tell you. So my style has changed over the time. It's really difficult. It's really difficult. In a country whereby you have millions of artists, everyone's striving to be known, to be seen, to be famous, to make a name in the field, in the, in the industry rather. And, um, me trying to bring out something different. It took me a long time because even after I did that first one in 2019, I had to wait for two years mm. until 2021 last day before I continued. Why? And the first one I did, uh, because I was trying to think of how I could do it to make it so nice. In short, the reason why I was able to do about 32 in such a quick time is because I the two years period I was thinking, thinking. I was thinking hard, getting things down, jotting things down, getting myself ready. I don't want to do something now. Maybe after one month or two months, I do another one. It will not be so serious. Mm. I just want to do something like, okay, when you give it to the people, you give it to them, give it to them, and they'll be like, wow, this guy is ready for business. Yeah. So the change actually came suddenly for people. But for me, I've been thinking about it for years. And I have friends and colleagues that speak to me. They talk to me, and I was like, wow, how to listen to advice? I can't be doing the same thing over and over, the same thing, the same way, like every other artist and expert uh, change for greatness for myself. So the change came by the, uh, as a result of my own self-will, mm. um, uh, deposition from the society, good depositions mm. into me. So that was what gave birth to this okay. new style of art. And yeah. I would ask you, my, my last question for you would be, uh, what advice would you give your younger self? Ah, you mean younger me? Yes. To like that. maybe fasten everything to make things quicker. Or I don't know, what would you do? What would you, how, what would you change if you could change anything? First, I would tell my younger self, don't grow old. <laughs> that one would be hard. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think I can grow old. Ask me how. How? Ask me how. How? Okay, by not growing old. You know, when something grows old, it means it's worn out. Um, it's out of fashion. It's out of vogue. Now, if I'm telling myself not to grow old, it means don't go out of fashion. Okay, this is my style. I titled it Colors and Light. If you look at it, I just have colors and the use of light and the use of colors in my work. Mm. Are you getting That's my style. Wherever I go, colors and light styles. Are you getting the style, colors and light, and it's going to be with me forever. Mm. Now, the colors and light, I don't, you don't expect me in the next uh, five to 10 years still painting this kind of work. I'm expected to introduce new things. Mm. still in the same colors and light fine i use the three major colors which makes my work more photorealistic mm. are you getting it yes though i go into art block artist block at the time whereby whatever i'm painting looks like rubbish to me yes before the exhibition i had a painting that i just abandoned it for about a month 
I did the exhibition in uh, May, and I stopped painting all my works in March. But do you know there was a particular work? The work is here. If you want me to show, I can show you. Yeah. For a month, I was, I was just lost. I don't know how to mix my colors anymore. I don't know how to get myself together. So I, the advice I gave to myself was like, no, you don't have to get going like this. For how long are you going to be in this kind of situation? So when I'm going to talk, give my younger self an advice, I think just tell myself, Angelo, don't go old. Don't go old at what you do. Don't let only one way be the only way for you. Because there's a saying that uh, there's, there's an adage in my native language that says, uh, one way doesn't enter into the market. Mm. So if you have gone through this way, people will be like, okay, it's always going this way. Always, always going. Why don't you just come through this way? Mm. Come through the other side and you're like, wow. Coming in new style. So people that have thought that okay, you are going this way, will come and face like, okay, let us see what you are doing next. The next way, you come this way. In short, at the time they will be like, oh, Viv Angelo is is um is a multi-stylized artist. You can't get his way. You can't get his own way. And you understand. So my advice for myself is, don't get old. Don't get old. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your okay. thing. And then what, what would you advise new artists that, you know, they, they are, they are up-and-coming artists and they want, they're eager to, you know, meet you up where you are mm -hmm. now. So what would you give them as an advice? This time it's not for you, it's for the others. Okay. First, um, I'll first tell them that they can meet up where I am. That's the truth. One, because myself, I'm not, I haven't stopped working. Even the people ahead of me, I've not met them. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just a joke by the side. That's just a joke by the side. Um, my advice for the younger generation or people coming up is you should never get tired of it. Mm -hmm. Myself, at the time, I paint, I draw almost every day. Wherever I go to, I go with my sketch pad, I keep producing, and as well, don't give room for negative opinion. Mm. That particular is important. Don't give room for negative opinion. There was a, a Chinese adage, is it Chinese or Japanese ad, adage that I read? It says that a samurai never says negative things about himself because the warrior in you will get lessened by it. Like mm. lesson, like L E S S O N. You get lessened by it. Now, when you Talk negative about yourself. Excuse you. How much more giving the room for people out there saying negative things about you? Okay, when I started uh, the arts professionally in 2000, and, I could say 2012, yes, back in the university, my friends were like, no, Angelo, stop doing this. You are going to waste your material, wasting your time. You are just wasting your money. And I was like, okay, I've heard you. But do you know before I left, the university, the, the same people are like, wow, you are doing well. You are doing well. If I had listened to them, where would you think I would be here today? I won't be having this interview with you. In fact, you wouldn't have noticed me. Yeah. You wouldn't. So the most important thing is, don't get discouraged. 
don't give room for negative thoughts. Mm. People will come here and say, ah, Angelo, why don't you, I was thinking you should stop doing this. Why don't you just start using um, a different type of thing? Maybe you should use, instead of using blue, why don't you start using purple or the secondary colors? I'll just tell you, wow, nice idea. Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you you are saying rubbish. I wouldn't tell you you have said it well. I wouldn't say you are doing, you are telling me what. I wouldn't even react negatively because I wouldn't, I wouldn't know there will be a day you give me a good advice that I will use. Mm. So I will not discourage you. I will tell you, okay, ah, that's true, that's true. I will think about it. If it's not necessary, I wouldn't think about it. But if it's necessary, I will think about it. I will ask questions for my colleagues, my fellow artists, because our fellow artists that. We are in the same art group, they, mm. they have different opinions. So some will tell me, okay, this one is good. But that doesn't mean I'll take their advice too. I'll just choose which is good for me and which is not good. I wouldn't trash it, but I'll just keep it because they, they, they will be useful at the time one day. So <laughs> that's true. What I'll tell people is don't give room for negative opinions mm. and um, don't stop producing. And one thing is you can't expect yourself to be doing the same thing the same time the same thing every time and expect change no 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 if you want to get to the top <laughs> be ready to get there be ready be ready to get there ah, thank the you top, so eh? much huh? How do you... for all this advice yeah. thank you so much for the advice uh, angelo i really appreciate the interview and i'm looking forward to see more of your work and thank you for all the advice yeah. you've given there's this large painting there. Don't worry. I think that would be my my favorite painting uh, because uh, it's talking about. Um, well, we don't know yet, but. Okay, don't let me tell you that. Don't, let me... <laughs> don't tell it now. Yeah, you will. Okay, okay. But, uh, you will see it. I will see it. But thank you very much. And I'll speak to you very soon again. Thank you very much, Fred Lapo. You're, so good You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, have a good day. Bye-bye.